What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 68 of the WorkPrints Games Cast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by Big Papa himself, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? You know, just living the Big Papa life. Uh, I think they wrote a <laughs> song about me uh, uh, a few years back. Maybe it was like middle school, high school? Yeah. How did it go? So, just to, hold on. We, we won't get into that. I'm not trying to get DMCA'd right now. <laughs> but as a quick catch-up for those who might have missed the last episode, considering that the last episode we were over on YouTube for, uh, you guys had your baby. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to know, if you want to know more, <laughs> go find that episode over on YouTube on the Work Prince YouTube channel, or listen to it on your podcast service of choice. We were on YouTube last week because, well, first off, this is the. It's been three weeks, right, since we were on Twitch last. Yes. Yes. And the reason being, I went on vacation, and Bilal and his wife had their baby. And then last week, we were actually over on YouTube streaming it live because the day that we decided to record the podcast was the day off Twitch day. And if you're not familiar with that movement, again, go ahead and listen to uh, last week's episode or watch the video over on YouTube. Let's just go ahead into this week. And so, yeah, living that big papa life right before <laughs> we were about to start, you told me that the little one woke up. Yeah, he has been, he hasn't been sleeping today. Yesterday, he was an angel. My mom came over. Um, actually, I'll go back. Two days ago, we hit a point where, uh, like today, he was not sleeping for long periods of time during the day. Uh, uh -huh. And so you get, you wake up like at seven or eight, and you're trying to, you know, just change his diaper, feed him, and get him back to go back down so you can get a couple more hours of sleep. And I sent my wife to bed. I was like, go, go lay down, get as much rest as you can. He stayed up and he just didn't go down. And when he did go down, he would go down for 45 minutes or an hour. And it, you just couldn't get anything done in that amount of time. And so I like, I threw out the SOS, SOS flare. I was like, mom, we need you. Just please come. <laughs> and of course, and of course, as soon as my mom walks into the door, he falls asleep for three hours. He is a perfect angel. He's yeah, that sounds about that. right. <laughs> uh, my mom came over yesterday as well. And, she helped out from the morning and it was like be good to your parents because honestly when you have a kid you're gonna want an extra pair of hands uh i can't imagine how anyone does it with just two people uh and we're not even working right now so i don't even know what it's going to be like when we return to work i mean even doing this podcast right now is <laughs> my wife is already giving me the look she's like shouldn't be making these commitments because we don't know his sleep schedule and i'm like, I'm like <laughs> but it's the one time a week where i can we can just like unwind um, yeah. Hey, listen, at any point yeah. you need to pop off, you mute, you're, you mute your mic. I'll yeah. take care of the, the rest of the show and I'll, I'll lead the ship. That's yeah. right. The only thing is at some point you got to check back in here to see if I'm done. So you can get, <laughs> turn the stream off. I'll be like, you just give me the five minute warning over uh, Discord. Yeah, I'll just be like, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. listen, good luck, man. You know, I, t I told you before. Nothing prepares you for this. Every baby is different, and yeah, I, I you'll mean, figure it out. I mean, you guys he, will get into a flow of it. Yeah, I, I, he is an angel. Even my uh, in-laws were they were over today helping us out, and nice having two extra pair of hands. And they were just like, "Wow, he he like really doesn't fuss over anything." I was like, "Yeah, it's just some sometimes he just wants to sleep, sometimes he doesn't." Um, yeah, and you know, it's 
if that's the worst of it, so be it. But like, just being able to have one pair of hands that comes in, just holds the baby while we like eat and shower, um, it makes a big difference. Yeah, I, re- <laughs> I remember when we had my oldest, Monica and I were still in school. We were still an undergraduate. And so anytime we can get any help, it was a godsend. And oftentimes some of our you know, friends from school were coming over and lending us a hand and stuff like that. So people talk about it taking a village, right? And it, it does. It, re- it really does. And like, I know not everyone has a great relationship with their parents, but I think we do. And, you know, honestly, try if you're going to have a kid one day just and they love, your parents live close by, keep that relationship solid because uh you're gonna want you're gonna want that help uh and it was it was useful because like over the weekend we my, my in-laws live five minutes away from um uh the movie theater so we dropped them uh we dropped them off at uh, my in-laws we went to go watch shang chi um which was great and then on uh saturday friday was my friend's wedding i i, I lost I lost track of um uh, what day that was? Yeah, but we we dropped oh we dropped off the baby with my parents on Friday. We went out to the wedding, um, and I, I, we had friends that are just like we can't believe you guys are here. And they're like, how long ago did you have your baby? We're like nine days, and they were just like, you guys are insane. So, I also saw Shangzi. I'm trying to pronounce it right because there's this well, you know, there's <laughs> yes. a scene in there where he goes over the pronunciation, but. Man, that movie is fantastic. It was so good. It was... Yeah. I had expectations for it. It surpassed those um, by quite a lot. And I think it's one of my favorite origin uh, stories in the Marvel Cinematic I, Universe. Yeah, I, it's definitely one of the strongest in my opinion. Yeah. It's one of those rare occasions where this movie didn't need to have... If this movie had no ties to Marvel at all, it would still be an absolutely fantastic movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's you know, heightened by the fact that we know it's part of the MCU and we know there's a history with these characters and stuff like that. But if this was just released as a modern day martial arts movie, I mean, it still stands on its own. And I think that's when I like Marvel the best, right? Is when they're taking superheroes, but putting them in different genres. Yeah, sure. They're still all superhero movies. They're still blockbusters that cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make and makes hundreds of millions more. But when they're their own subgenres that's when i think that they're at their best especially in these individual ones yep and, and it actually finally feels like marvel's letting the directors and the writers just have fun with it just going wild uh with what's there and also like uh, i'm not to turn into a movie podcast right the action in it was so good i yes. can't remember the last time i like i, I turned to malia after like the first action sequence and i was like we're in for a treat, aren't we? And it, it honestly <laughs> was from beginning to end. Yeah. But like you said, this isn't a movie podcast. So I know with the baby, you probably haven't had a ton of time, ton of time to play any games. What have you been playing lately? Well, I did have a good portion of time. And, you know, I looked at September's release calendar. We got Tales of Arise coming out this week. We've got the new um, Life is Strange, True Colors. Um, got Lost Judgment, the sequel to Judgment. And so... I played Destiny 2 instead. <laughs> with all my free time, I got back into Destiny 2. And that game 
I, I know we, I know at, at least every two years, me and you have this conversation where we go back to Destiny and we're like, that game is great. The shooting is great. Everything feels great. Uh, and I honestly feel like they finally got to a spot where like I was able to get back in. It took me, I think like an hour of just like running around, catching up on things uh, of like where I needed to go, what I needed to do, um, to figure out how to, the order of events. But once I'm, once I got in there and figured all that out, I've been having a blast with it, and I think the game's at its strongest. Um, they just released Season of the Lost, which uh, brings back the Taken Queen. Not the Taken Queen. The... God, I forgot what they're called. It brings back Marisov, Um and introduces Savathun, who is like part of the story, who the next expansion's all about. So... Uh, there's a lot of twists there. There's a fun new uh, six-player activity called Astral Alignment, which is really fun to run. And there's the way to handle gear now is awesome. You get so in the past you got engrams that dropped, and I think uh, about three seasons back uh, they dropped umbral engrams, which allow you to change actually what's inside. So you can get a piece of you can get weapon, you can get armor. And you can focus that engram to give you like, hey, maybe I want high strength armor piece, or I want, hey, like an, uh, an automatic rifle uh, instead uh, out of this. And you can do that. It's like the possibilities are like endless there. And the storytelling week to week has gotten a lot better. There's much more tasks. It honestly feels more of like a live service game than they've said in the past, where it was like, hey, we're releasing this next uh, big DLC uh, update for our expansion, and then you're done with it. And then there's this like, hey, play this activity for eight weeks, um, and that's it. It feels much more cohesive. It's easier to go back and play the previous seasons, which Shadowkeep didn't have. Um, so if you're interested uh, in being shepherded around, I can totally walk you through this. <laughs> okay, so there's the heart of the matter, right? Is yeah. I actually tried to get back into it maybe six months ago uh me and our buddy taylor tried to get back into it but we just didn't have any clue where to go what to do and you mentioned it earlier that it took you about an hour to kind of get your feet under you again when yeah. it comes to destiny i just don't have that time or don't want to spend that time so if you're willing to shepherd me then yeah. i believe i re-downloaded it after we talked about this last week or a few weeks ago and so I'm down to give it a shot. That being said, there are so many games right now that yeah. are out or coming out or that for whatever reason I'm jumping back into because I didn't play them much before. Yeah, I like, uh, and I'm with you on that because as much as I'm enjoying Destiny 2 right now, and I'll tell you straight up, like, if you're coming back to it after this long of a time, there's a giant checklist of things to do it, but... You don't need to do everything. You can just choose what you want to work on and just work your way down that. And so what I'm doing is I'm going through the previous seasons uh, for Beyond Light. Uh, and it, it's it's funny how it's structured because, you know, it was supposed to be done weekly, but you can go in, you can still do it, um, no problem. Uh, catching up on the, um, like, you know, Aldrin Sov, who ended up killing Cade in uh, Forsaken. You know, he's back as a guardian now uh, that calling himself the crow and you basically see how that relationship starts with him in that first season for beyond light and how that evolves with um uh, the uh, following seasons and so on and so forth um you see what's happening with osiris um uh, and sabbath and these everything is like building up towards this next ex expansion 
and it just doesn't feel like we're just getting piecemeal activities here and there. Um, I think my favorite thing was there's a there's a sidearm that called a spoiler alert that has the context someone will die. So uh, somebody I think major is expected to die this season in Destiny Two. Um, but like there's tons tons of raids. There's tons of activities you can level up your uh, power light level really quick. I think I went from like eleven hundred to twelve ninety one in about two and a half days. Uh, the current cap is thirteen thirty, uh, but like you can literally you could do whatever you want in that game, and you're progressing something, uh, even if you haven't started it <laughs> in in the past. It it's it's really neat. Um, so I um I honestly think. You want to check out Destiny, or you're curious about it? It's probably one of the best times to get back into it. And plus, with uh, with it also being on Xbox Cloud Gaming, like I can always just like if the TV's busy or I'm holding the baby and I can't uh, I'm in a spot without a TV, I can just jump in, pop in real quick. Yeah, pop in real quick, pick up some bounties, things like that. It's really cool. All right. Well, I see that that's the only thing you had listed really as far as what you've been playing this week. So I'm going to go ahead and get into what I've been playing. I think I mentioned it last week that I had started playing a little bit of Aliens Fireteam Elite. Mm -hmm. And so I have completed that campaign. How much do you know about this game? It was another one of those Back for Blood-esque type things. Uh, Okay, exactly. So it's not quite that. That's what I thought it was going to be. And those Mm -hmm. games, the common thread with all of them is that you are pushing forward more or less on this linear path and you're just, you're constantly going forward. Mm -hmm. This is structured as far as the co-op campaign as more of a third person story driven shooter campaign where yes, you're traveling on a linear path, but then you're stopped in these arenas these you know combat arenas and then you clear out a horde there and then you get to the next combat arena and in between there's a few enemies along the way but that's essentially how it's structured get to a combat arena it's very obvious when they're coming up tells you prepare for battle and then it becomes essentially a a mini horde mode within each level okay and each level has a couple of those checkpoints and that's basically the structure across the whole I think how long to beat says it takes about eight and a half hours to beat the main campaign. I, I, that might, it didn't feel like that long, mm-hmm. but it, it might be somewhere around that six and a half to eight and a half to beat the whole thing. And then there is a horde mode separate that is more like your traditional horde mode where you are on one map in a stationary position, uh, going after wave after wave of enemies, and then using a currency that you earn during each match to purchase um, turrets, mines, stuff that can assist you okay. to complete the I was actually going to ask, because I think, uh, was it Gears 2 or Gears 3 that introduced, like, the turrets and the mines and all the equipment I mean, you can at, set up? At this point, it's, it's, we're, we're on Gears 5, right? It's been oh my God, yeah, commonplace right. for, for so <laughs> yeah. long that I don't even remember which one introduced that stuff. Yeah. But I will say that that game starts off kind of dull, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest. I understand there's a ramping onto it and it's relatively easy. And part of this might be the fact that I was playing with two people who had already put in some time into it because I was away for a week and they were higher level, but it's also while authentic to the aliens universe in the environment and the color scheme, that's also kind of a drab in the universe to be in 
for eight hours. It's not... The Xenomorphs look like Xenomorphs. The aliens look like aliens. The facehuggers look like facehuggers. And it's not an ugly game. I mean, it, the, as far as visual fidelity is concerned, it, it is pretty good. It's just not the most visually appealing game to look at for uh, eight hours, especially when you compare it to a game we're going to talk about later. But... And all the environments feel a bit samey, I think is what it comes down oh, to. That's the worst. And you don't, in something like this, you don't want the game to kind of stray too far from the source material. And I think that's part of the problem. I think while the benefit or one of the positives of this game is it does feel very true to the source material and does feel like you're playing as a colonial marine or, yeah. you know, as a space marine. How expendable do you feel? <laughs> oh, well... That's the thing is we were actually playing earlier today is when I finished up the campaign. And while it starts off dull, it does ramp up as it goes along. And, and the end of that game is the most exciting part, is the most fun, in my opinion, is the most stressful. And we kept talking about there's just no way you survive in this universe, right? Like there's nothing yeah. that we're doing right now would result in us actually making out of this alive. <laughs> that being said, there is a mechanic in the game where you can bring in these challenge cards to augment the gameplay. Some of them are strictly like, hey, if you have this challenge card, if you use this challenge card, you'll get double experience at the end, no augment to the gameplay. But there are some, and we, we did some earlier, where, just to give an example, one had no HUD for the whole match. Okay. Which means you don't see your health, you don't see uh, damage done to the enemies you don't see cooldowns on your abilities which I'm, I'm going to get to you don't see ammo count nothing and so that made it more challenging and a lot of fun and i was actually playing as the medic like i said mm -hmm. there are abilities because there are classes in this game and each class is able to use certain types of weapons this isn't a loot game uh this is however a game where you do start with a starting loadout and can purchase with in-game currency other weapons to fit your loadout, but you are limited based on your class on what weapons you can use. So for example, as the medic, I wasn't out there using a flamethrower and machine and a uh, light machine gun, right? Mm -hmm. I was using an assault rifle and then a, a handgun. And there are five classes now. The game launched with four. They just introduced the fifth. I just want a medic class that's just like, that has a badass weapon, you know, just like yeah. there needs to be one medic out there in the history of video games. I just like I've just got an RPG because I know how to handle I mean, this. And <laughs> it it is the like pulse rifle from the movie, and so mm -hmm. it is a a good weapon. I mean, it's not like yeah, it's not a flamethrower, but it is a good weapon nonetheless, and it does sound like the weapon sounds in in the movie. And so, yeah, so there are different classes. There's your demolition class, your recon class, your medic. They just introduced phalanx, which is more of a, like, tank uh, and, and aggro class. And then I know I'm missing, obviously I'm missing one, but I, off the top of my head, I, I can't remember it. I played the medic throughout my, like, two abilities. One ability was a, a combat stim, which made all our uh, weapons more accurate, reloads faster. And then there was a health pylon, of course, because I'm a medic, that would heal over time when you were inside of it. Okay. There's also a system where as you level up your class, you get to unlock passive bonuses to augment your abilities and your perks as well. 
And so by the end of the game, besides healing us, it also suppressed any enemies that came in and we took less melee damage from the enemies that were within that circle. The game has a lot going on. There is some depth and there is some replayability as well to it because you are leveling up the classes individually. Um, you can increase the difficulty and on standard difficulty, which is the first difficulty that we completed it on, there's no friendly fire. But when you go to extreme difficulty or some of the higher ones, then friendly fire is introduced, which then makes the flamethrower not quite as effective, or at least you have to be a little bit more careful with that so you're not setting your whole team on fire. But I do also want to point out that this game is only $40. That feels like the right price point for it. Actually, $30 probably feels like the right price point for it, but $40 isn't absurd for what is there considering like i said eight and a half hour campaign horde mode and plenty of replayability i don't know if i'm going to be playing it much beyond uh what i've already played so far and like i said i played the campaign i don't see myself going back through it the story that is there is minimal really just pushing you from point a to point b where this game feels like a budget title is in the fact that there are no uh cutscenes in the game, all the story is given to you through dialogue and, and, and talking to characters and stuff like that. So there are no like cinematic okay. cutscenes. I don't, I, you know, until I played the, the second half of it, or, or last third of it, I should say, earlier today, I was a lot more lukewarm on the game mm -hmm. than I am now. I think all in all, I'm fall fairly positive on it if i had to say rate the game on a scale of one to ten i think it's a solid 6.5 it's also a game that is a solid foundation and could be built upon like i said the game's only been out for a couple weeks and they already introduced a new class um, i anticipate them releasing more horde maps maybe more modes maybe more story levels you know um, this is one of those games that i think will be cool to revisit and say four or five months and just see what they've added to it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not unheard of for games nowadays to release like a live service and then get better. I mean, half the Ubisoft titles out there uh, only got better with time. And uh, yeah, I, so. I, yeah, I will say the one thing about Ubisoft titles in particular and say Marvel's Avengers, which I have high hopes for, hopefully getting to that point is that they are backed by big studios and big publishers. Whereas, uh, I can't even tell you off the top of my head who published this title and, and this is a budget title, right? Yeah. And so I don't know. I hope that it continues to find support, but I also want to hold my breath on that. Honestly, that being said, if this, when this game drops down to $20, uh, I think I'm going to pick, you know, then I can recommend that people pick it back up and get into some horde and stuff like that. The other game I've been, well, one of the other games I've been playing, and I mentioned earlier, picking up games that have been out for a while that I played a little bit of and just didn't put much, a lot of time in. I started playing Genshin Impact again. Ooh, I, had, I had only put a couple hours into the game. I think I was around adventure rank five, which is still very early still on. Like yeah. I wasn't even done the beginning tutorial missions, essentially. 
there seemed to be, at least on my timeline on Twitter, a kind of revival of this game and people talking about it again. I think part of it has to do with the fact that there is that crossover with PlayStation with uh, Aloy being a character once you reach level 20, average rank 20 in that game. Yeah, That's kind of what pulled me into it. As much as I am not the biggest Horizon fan, I am a big fan of Aloy. Like, I like that character design. I like how the character's written. I enjoy Ashley Birch, you know, voicing that character. And so that was enough for me to get back in it and give it a try. And it has been billed as, say, this anime Breath of the Wild. It is very much that, right? It is very much Breath of the Wild meets Phoenix Rising meets anime, I mean, meets a gotcha system which I don't know how to use. <laughs> you, when I listed this in our Google Doc to kind of prep for the show, you had mentioned that, you had written in there, how much did you spend, be honest. Yeah. I haven't spent anything in yeah, this it's, game. It, it, it's very confusing, because even the time I spent with Genshin, I didn't yeah. know why I would put money into it in right. the beginning. I was like, yeah. yeah, I get these new characters, but what do these new characters do? And maybe I'm not, I never reached a high enough level to figure that out. Um, but I was like, this dude looks cool, or this chick looks neat. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. This one's cute. I want her. Or <laughs> like, you know, like, um, that, I, that was the extent of it. Um, yeah. What, what I can tell you is when gotcha games like this do do some sort of crossover, like uh, Dragalia Lost for Nintendo, they did a Persona crossover. Um, for whatever reason, my Apple accounts are tied to, to it, so it remembers me. And when you, whenever you return to uh, one of these gotcha games after a few years, you get all the built-up bonuses and stuff in your inbox that are mm -hmm. waiting for you. And so for Dragalia Lost, they did a Persona 5 event. I took all my currency, everything, and went in and got every single character from Persona and then uh, maxed them out. And I was just like, I was like, okay, I'm done. That's it. I just, oh, I just want to know I can own these characters. Um, and so, like, it's cool that they're doing something with Aloy. If they ever do something with, oh god, anything really that I'm interested in, I'd probably jump right back in. I'm, I'm, uh, honestly considering uh, jumping back in for this. I mean, Actually, did, what did you play on mostly? Was it PlayStation? Was so it PC I am or playing. Mobile? I am playing on the PlayStation Five. Yeah. I. Originally started on the PlayStation 4, but the one, part of the reason I fell off is because it just did not run well for whatever Which reason. Which is surprising. On my PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah. And so it runs really well on my PlayStation 5, and I'm actually, I've been playing the past couple times sessions on my new projector. So I've been playing Genshin <laughs> Impact on a 105-inch screen, and it runs really, really well. Uh, that game is, that art style is gorgeous in my opinion. Uh, total opposite of Alien Fireteam Elite, right? Whereas that is all drab and depressing in its color scheme. This is bright and vibrant. I am having a good time. I mean, it's one of those things where I just sit down, usually at the end of my gaming session, I pit in like a half hour, hour or so, hour and a half, depending on if I get wrapped in, up in a quest line. And then I'm out and I'm good. And I hop back in and it's right where I left off. I even downloaded it on my phone. <laughs> I'm because, downloading it again. <laughs> yeah. I downloaded it on my phone because I think we mentioned or we talked about this that it had gotten received controller support. Mm -hmm. 
I believe that's And the it case. has. It has, okay. On iPhone. <gasps> but not on Android. Not yet. What? And so <laughs> I was pretty bummed out and upset about that. But what I've been doing is I, I've been using the touchscreens to basically get from, like, let's say I left off in one dungeon. My next quest is 900 meters away. When I'm having my downtime and I've got a couple of minutes, I literally just open it up and then use my phone to get to that point. And that's all I do. Like, it, it, I'm not it, engaging it, in battle or anything like that. Yeah, it's I, not I bad. It, I, I just. Them, yeah. We're old. We're old. Uh, I, exactly. I think that's what it is. Exactly. We, grew, we yeah. grew up with controllers and we're not like these youngins who can flick the, I don't know, get headshots, three, uh, 360 no scopes <laughs> yeah. you know, using touch controls. Yeah. No, I just, I am so, so terrible with them. Um, and it's funny, this game actually had me looking at like, you know, when is the next iPod Touch getting <laughs> released? Like, when is there going to be a new version of that? Because yeah, next week, I believe. I, I mean, there's, the, yeah, there is the talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And Very so close. while I'm not going to get an iPhone, especially not just because I want to play some of the games that are out there, but hearing you talk about Apple Arcade and now Genshin Impact having controller support over there, everybody raving about the backbone controller mm -hmm. attachment for it. It makes me kind of want like an iPod Touch that I essentially just has as a have a portable mobile gaming device. I don't necessarily use my cell phone anymore for games, and would just use that. The only time I would use my cell phone for games is for Xbox Cloud streaming, because that still is one of the best ways to access that service. I'm surprised. This seems it's two hundred dollars for an iPod Touch now. And that iPod Touch is based on like the iPod Seven. Yeah, it's like it an old from... orange screen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, my son has one. He's had one yeah. for years now, and so I, uh, yeah, it's time for a revision. I understand that there's, I who who knows how big that market is. I think it's yeah. probably there's a market out there for people like me, and then for families. You know, my son has one because we didn't want to give him a cell phone yet because he was still too young. Yeah. But we wanted to be able to message him and stuff like that still. And well, so the, that's why he has it. The rumor is there should be a new one this year. So Well, we'll see. Maybe it'll be my Genshin Impact device. Yeah. Oh, Apple, hold on a second. Uh, Let me Apple see if... Great. I'm going uh, <laughs> to check, check that viewer I, list real quick. Make sure my wife's not watching. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, so the I mentioned cloud streaming. And I just want to get right into the other game I've been playing. I've been playing Psychonauts 2. Mostly on the Xbox Series X, but I have dabbled a little bit through um, Xbox Cloud Streaming. And I was actually playing a little bit earlier today while my daughter was doing her homework because I sit there and I help her with her homework. But while she's actually doing the problems, I'm not going to sit there and just stare at her, right? So yeah. I popped it up, did it, played a little bit on that, ran. Every time it runs well, it, it's like magic. You know, it it's, always surprises it, me. Yes. Uh, at this point, I should just expect it, but I never, never do. It, it, it shouldn't. You shouldn't get console quality on a cell phone. It, it's, it's not right. But it's um, possible. Like I, like I've been, like I said, I was playing Destiny too. A good portion yeah. of that. Um, I, I, my only complaint is, I, sometimes there's games that are just not on cloud gaming, and I'm just like, 
come on, come, <laughs> yeah, come on. Well, like every, every new game that releases, like if you if you have a license for it, if you have like a, if you bought it digitally, I think I feel like you should be able to cloud game, stream it to your device. I mean, for, hopefully that's that's the yeah. future we all want, right? Yeah. It okay, like, but yeah, if they could do that, I'd be so happy. So you had started playing Psychonauts too. Have you played it any more since last I'm, I'm week? Or I'm telling you, Destiny's got its claws in me. I was like, yeah. and here and the crazy thing about Destiny is, I have six months to catch up to do all this stuff, and I decided this is the week where I want to catch up on Destiny too. Uh, yeah, and it's it's been uh, it's definitely been a lot. Uh, it, you know, Psychonauts 2 is there. I, I'm excited for it, but like, I'm looking more forward to Tales of Arise, which mm. uh, drops on Friday, and the reviews for that look fantastic. I mean, I've been a big tail. Like, I played Tales of Symphonia back on the, the GameCube, and I've been look- waiting for a Tales game to review that well since. Mm. Um, and so, like, I, I, I'm super pumped. So I finally started playing Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Two days ago or so. And I am already six hours in. I love that game so much. That's what I want to hear. It is. I mean, it's more Psychonauts. It is. Except modern, right? I it, yeah. For the most part, they have fixed all my complaints regarding the platforming and the camera. All of it is way less frustrating when it comes to that stuff. The character and writing is so good. The game looks gorgeous. This is this is this is my favorite type of game. I mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I like hyper realistic visuals, but when a game has high fidelity visuals and a compelling art style like this one does, it's a match made in heaven for me. Yeah, and it's not trying to go for anything realistic in terms of oh, besides those teeth. Those teeth are real. <laughs> those yes. <laughs> those gums yes. are real. Like yes. The, I think early I don't. On, I don't want to hold on. Yes, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything because the the early on, like when you're doing this here, I'll just do it on stream. Yeah. Yes, that straight up like made my skin crawl, and so people should go and they should play it, and so they can I, 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 check it it's, out. It's one of the first. I think things you do with I think like the telekinesis yes. power you have where mm-hmm. you like you pick up a tooth and you put it back like in the wall like there's like a there's a gaping hole missing a tooth and just the way that's animated it, it it's so good it's so disturbing but it's so psychonauts it's not like props to double fine they know what they're making even like what was it 16 years later um yeah they it's it's in their blood like a lot of times you know talent leaves leadership leaves but like you could still tell even in the opening moments of that game even if you only play like 30 minutes of that game that it's the same love and labor from that first game now with a better budget and better graphical power behind it and it so and it excels because of it so this game for those who aren't aware is a third person platformer the game stays fresh throughout by introducing new abilities in the form of these pins and this time out it seems to be more focused in that each time each level or most of the levels are based around a certain ability and then you get the pin you get that ability in that level and then the rest of the level is using that ability to its fullest 
and mixing in some of the abilities you already have. There's way more enemy types this time out. I think last time it was really just three different enemy types, four different enemy types. I feel like the sensors were mostly the 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 majority of that game. This time they introduce um, panic attack, they introduce regret, they introduce all these different emotions and which result in these different enemy types with different mechanics behind them and how to approach them and how to tackle them. There's also more depth to the individual abilities themselves with the ability to actually level up your merit badges, your, your pins, and get make it so that your abilities are stronger. It's just, it's Psychonauts, but modern and more, like fleshed out more, not just longer or, or bigger. It, there's just more depth to it. This game, I think I'm only about a third of the way through or, or close to halfway through. This game is on, on the longer side as far as these 3D platformers are concerned. I'm already enjoying this game more than I enjoyed, say, Ratchet and Clank. Ranch and Clank was wow. already on my short yeah. list for discussions of Game of the Year. And so as of right now, and granted, like I said, I'm not through this game yet. I'm just halfway in. There is some recency bias, right? Because this is the game I'm playing right now. This game is currently in the discussion and up against Death's Door. Like that's the level of enjoyment I'm getting it from it so far. As far as this could potentially be my Game of the Year. If it's not in my top three, I'll be shocked. Wow. And we're about to head into an absolute onslaught of September um, starting as soon as tomorrow in some cases uh, with some of these releases. Uh, like, I plan on playing it before end of the year. Um, probably find some time. Uh, I mean, on- listen, if we're doing a Game of the Year podcast, playing this game actually got me excited to do a Game of the Year podcast, yeah. even though the last time we did one, it was a disaster, and I was very angry with how that list turned out. However... I am refresh very, my memory. What, what, happened, what, what happened in that last game of the year? What, what got me upset is I just think Metal Gear Solid Five ended up way too high on that list when we did it. And I've talked to people who were on that like panel of guests that we had for that podcast as well, who now in hindsight agree with me that we ended up placing that game too high and some games should have been above it. But um, listen, that's I, I got to go back past. to that list. That's the past. <laughs> I'm not going to get back into it now. But it got me excited for it. And yeah, you're right. There are a, there is a murderer's row of games still coming out. Yeah. And, um, but I, this is the game I, I, I want to play when I sit down to play. To the point where I was playing Apex yesterday with friends. Matches weren't going quite our way. Got frustrated. Somebody, one of our other friends hopped on. And I was like, hey, just take my place. I'll stay in the party. I'm just going to play Psychonauts, you know? That's awesome. Do you... When I play the single-player game, and I, I've, I've been in the party chats with you and the guys before, yeah. I I always end up, like, turning the dial to a game all the way when the cutscene appears. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like, right. some people talk through the cutscenes, they don't care about the story. Like, sometimes I'm on gaming forums, and people are like, I skipped all the cutscenes, I, I just want gameplay. And I'm like, you're playing an RPG. 
even even when story. I'm playing <laughs> even when I'm playing co-op games yeah with like Gears 5 is a perfect example mm-hmm. playing that game co-op the moment a cutscene starts sorry you're gone like it's going yeah. all game and luckily modern day gaming headsets have made it so easy to adjust that balance yep. but yeah 100% 100% I'm mute everybody when there's a cutscene and there are times where last night being the perfect example even just normal game audio and dialogue voice lines being strewn throughout the levels and stuff like that I will adjust that level to where I can just barely i wouldn't say just barely hear my friends but Mm -hmm. if they were to say my name i would hear them and recognize my name you know somewhere around that level i uh i cannot wait to finish this game i do want to just i do anticipate finishing it by the end of this weekend because it is the game that i'm going to continue to pour time into and be my like long gaming session game how is it in terms of in the first psychonauts you know it I feel like every, there's no distinct chapters, but like when you get to the asylum in the first Psychonauts game, you have to go to three people that go into their minds and it's vastly different each time. How is it in yeah. Psychonauts 2? Is it like it, still that variety is still there? Once, once again, it is vastly different in all these people's minds. And I see, I really don't want to talk spoilers at yeah. all, but I'm in a section right now that kind of reminds me of that like oh you have to go into these three people's minds Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of where i'm that's what it reminds me of where i'm at right now but yeah everything has been wildly different this isn't a spoiler but jack black Mm -hmm. is a voice in that in the game i just completed his like level his section where i was in his mind and it is visually unlike anything else in that game i i keep this is why i'm so high on it because i keep playing different levels going into different people's minds and every time i'm in there i'm like oh this is my favorite one and then i play the next one i'm like oh no wait this is my favorite one and then i play the next one i'm like oh wait maybe this is my favorite one and i already mentioned that besides being visually different they and the fact that psychonauts is all about you know helping people confront their psychological problems. That's what the first game was. This is what this game is. It deals with different themes and it deals with them with levity, but also respect. I think that's what the game does best and why the writing is so good. And, uh, but besides being different, each level is kind of based around these different powers and stuff. So that helps keep it fresh as well. I'm, you know, six hours into the game and I'm nowhere near, like, it, it, it doesn't feel samey. Yes, it's still, it's just a platform at the end of the day, but it has stayed, it felt fresh throughout. And even though, like I said, I don't even think I'm halfway through the game yet, I, I don't, if it continues to do this at this pace, I think it'll be one of the best paced, and, and I, I don't think it will overstay its welcome if that makes sense like while i really enjoyed ratchet and clank i think there are a lot of that game is 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 mm-hmm. samey right yeah the variety comes in the different weapons and you kind of make the variety when you go and you play but it is still just you know combat right yeah and so yeah and so and, and while i didn't have a problem of of that game feeling samey 
this game does do a much better job at being varied is, is what I'll say. So, um, man, I did not think I would spend that much time talking about the games I've been playing. I, I but, do have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, I did want to follow up on some stuff. So I just feel bad because I know you've you've got the baby and I'm like trying to go through this and we're already 40 minutes in. We we put the baby down before, so uh, I I think I think we're good Uh, unless I hear a cry. I I already told my wife I was like if you if you need to come in if you need me just let me know. Um, Before the baby came, I was on Xbox and I was thinking I was running around and you shot me an invite for Marvel's Avengers uh, because I saw you playing that day. Did you check out War for Wakanda at all? I I started it. And then I went on vacation, and I haven't gotten back to it okay. yet, just because all these other games have been popping up. I did play a little bit of that. I really enjoy the way Black mm-hmm. Panther plays. I enjoy the Wakanda as a location, as a new biome. I don't know how I feel about the new weapon, the new weapon, new enemy types yet. <laughs> I actually think that some of them are pretty frustrating, uh, and maybe it's just that I haven't gotten my head around the actual mechanics and gameplay and how to combat them yet. But I, I, I'm high on it so far and we're going to talk about it a little bit more. Actually, are yeah, we talking about it right, right now? It. All right. Yeah, let's go ahead. We'll go right into the news. I, I, I ordered it I wrong, clearly, but I tried to use, I had yeah. one more thing I wanted to ask, but whatever, let's uh, jump into it. No, 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 no. What, what, what is it that you want to ask? You said you didn't uh, want to ask. Let's, let's do this and I'll jump back to the other one. Okay. So, Marvel's Avengers released its roadmap earlier today. And it looks like by the end of the year, we are getting our first actual raid. Um, it's, it's on the roadmap itself. It doesn't have a date yet, but it does say that for the end of the year, fall and winter, that we're getting, you're going to confront Claw in our first raid. Now, like I said, I haven't finished War for Wakanda yet. So I don't this image that they put up here, I don't understand how Claw gets to that point. (laughs) But I am excited for this. I am excited for a raid. They did promise that it is going to play completely different and it is an entirely new activity type and different than what they've already released in the form of the Omega level threats. They also announced that the previously announced Spider-Man is going is still coming, is still a PlayStation exclusive and will be released by before the end of the year. Uh, besides that, they also announced that more outfits inspired by the Marvel Cinematic Universe will be releasing. That's cool. They are bringing some of the events that they did the this year, earlier this year. They're going to be returning. That's the uh, Corrupted Vibranium, the Red Room Takeover, Tachyon Anomaly, the Cosmic Threat. And they're reworking some of the systems in the form of resources and, and gear upgrading and earnable cosmetics. Now... I've already think they've done a pretty good job with reworking some of their systems when it comes to loadouts and their menus and stuff like that. It, so the fact the menu that great? yeah, it's so much better. And yeah. so the fact that they are reworking even more stuff and they are listening to fans and they are giving us this roadmap. Now, you know, I talk about wanting transparency out of developers all the time. This is a great step. And I understand that we're still <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic that while things are slowly starting to get to normal, they are not happening at the rate that any of us thought they would. And I just wish that there was more detail here as far as dates. Instead of saying fall, winter, I would much prefer if they were like, hey, September, October, we do have, you know, 
they yeah. have their one year anniversary in September and a community activities here planned for September. But if this was I, destiny, I would, I'd be pissed. Like, like if this is what they put out, um, because uh, returning events, like, like what you're just recycling content there like sure uh, it's cool I, I i never participated in any of those but right that could be more bonus xp weekends power level cap increase earnable cosmetics so mm, it, i know it, so it's the, not changing much yeah so the, the way i cool. yes exactly cool. that's the way i look at it i look at it as it being october november december three months mm -hmm. that's all, that's all we're talking about you yeah. know even though <laughs> the time is weird and it feels like forever till the end of the year. Jeez, we're talking, right. yeah, crap. we're talking like three months <laughs> is what's planned out here that hasn't been announced. And so you get a raid in, let's say November. And that's enough, I think, in a three month period, content wise, considering that War for Wakanda just released last month in August, you know? I still think that they need to figure out a way to get heroes out more frequently i think if i had to guess this spider-man release is going to come until december and so you're talking four months yeah. in between black panther and spider-man and spider-man being exclusive to one platform so you're not having you don't have anything for the other platforms until who knows when we're talking five it's, six yeah. months and it's hero like that. event so i don't even know that I, doesn't sound I, deep like it doesn't think, sound like it'll take too long well, I think that's more or less what they what they what they call all their hero releases, right? Are they okay? So I think that's what I think that's the terminology they use for hero events. You know, Kate Bishop was a hero event. Clay Bart was a hero event. Now, War for Wakanda is different. That is that was expansion. There, yeah. th that was meaty. There was a lot more added there versus, like I said, you know, the two Hawkeyes that we received, which were just three hour stories. I mean, I, three hour stories I enjoyed, but the time that it takes for those characters to come and the content that has come with them so far doesn't feel significant enough. And so that's what I'm saying. If they release characters consistently every th three months, every two months, something like that, I think this game would be in a much better position. I think this game would be much more popular. I feel like, and granted, there's a lot of moving parts, but every time a marvel movie comes out and there's not a tie-in to this game it feels like a misstep yeah I, you I, look at agreed. you look at what fortnite does and they do it right granted fortnite is this you know mega i don't even i don't even want to call it game anymore right this mega yeah. platform is what it is it's it's ready player one and it's infancy. yeah yeah i went and saw uh, Shang-Chi in theaters yeah. came home picked up that skin right away I don't even play Fortnite that much I've been playing more as Wait, you've seen on the stream if you watch a Fortnite Shang-Chi skin yes yep and I picked it up right away and I was playing with my nephews the, the other day in that skin because that's who I you know I took them to go see that movie and yeah. stuff and they do it right like if I could go home and play something in that world you know in Marvel's Avengers I would do it in a heartbeat and granted it's very it's a good thing that the heroes are released for free right that's very commendable i think it's a smart move but 
it didn't have to be that way if the pipeline was more consistent and faster. Now, I'm sitting here behind a mic. I know nothing about game development. This isn't a knock necessarily on the developers. Making games is hard. Making games in the current state is, uh, of our country and of the pandemic is has to be difficult. I just think that if you to offset the fact that you just can't turn it out any faster, this kind of roadmap isn't sufficient enough. Yeah. I think you're better off giving us a month for these for this content, you know. And then if you have to delay it a week, two weeks, three weeks, you know, then come out and say, hey, we were shooting for this, but it's still going to be another two weeks or whatever. I think that is a better look than what this is right now. Yeah. And you remember Destiny 1. It was like you played that base game. You did that raid when it came out. And then you got that gear. You hit the max light level. And then you were done until the expansion came out. Like, I think that's what folks here are kind of, like, looking for. You're looking at, hey, when can I expect that next big chunk of a content for me to go back in? And, like, maybe this month or next month, these are my um, these are my Avengers month, you know? Yep. And then this is where I go hardcore into uh, Avengers, and then, then I stop playing it and I play everything else. And then the next one comes and I jump into that. I know, and it took Bungie, it took Bungie a very long time to figure out, There's, they finally figured out how to do seasonal uh, content uh, with this in this last year. They, their storytelling was not great. You'd have to wait a year for next expansion and you get a big story chunk there and then you'd get these, um, you get these new seasons as they put it and you'd get like a story drip. Uh, over the course of like three months of like hey this is happening but it doesn't really have too big of an impact or it does if you're really into the lore um but you know at, even after all these years they finally in the spot where they figured that out and i'm not saying um you know it's crystal dynamics first shot at this you know not everybody gets it right out the door but they need like if they if this is something they're planning on continuing and expanding on like then they need to like you said, they need to sit down and be like, okay, what's realistically possible? What's that roadmap look like? Pull a Final Fantasy fourteen, Like, hit the reset button. Like, go back to the drawing board and be like, this is, give give us a year. And everyone gets upgraded for free to Marvel's Avengers 2.0. And uh, you can then play through that new content. And, you know, so, all your stuff carries over. So, I... Half agree with you. I think, and I was about to say this, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I think Marvel Avengers' biggest problem is that it's too ambitious. Mm -hmm. I think that they should have saved the story content for their big, like, War for Wakanda-type expansions. And then just, and part of the problem is that they don't necessarily have the endgame content to support it yet. But yeah. there should have been hero releases that are just hero releases. You could just go and, and play in the end game content with them. You don't have to go through this short story mode, especially when the story mode's Operations, not for nothing. Yeah. Them. You know, they're only a couple hours long, right? I, I enjoy them, but I'd be willing to sacrifice them if I could just play as a hero in the end game content, start leveling up a hero, you know? Um, 
that's why Fortnite's able to do it because Fortnite is just releasing a skin. I get it. It's a art assets, you know? So that's, they're more flexible and when they release that and stuff like that. I think that they need to come out and say, hey, we are pivoting. We will continue to release story content in the form of these longer expansions that introduce new environments and stuff like that. But in between, we are going to be releasing, you know, characters that you can play the end game content with. There will be voice lines where they're interacting with the other characters or whatever, you know. Um, but I don't even need, I don't even need that. Like, I really just want to play as these characters, you know. <laughs> I want their yeah. kids to reflect the character themselves. That's all I need, you know. But, Wasn't that what Marvel Heroes was? It was just kind of yes, like, I mean, that's exactly, content I mean, and you just get... Listen, you just grab your heroes. You got me. I, I just want Marvel Heroes back. You know, I'm playing Marvel Revolution on my phone. It's it's good. It's still I'm playing it on my phone. I wish I wasn't playing it on my phone because I hate touchscreens, but it, it's scratching that itch. I want Marvel's Avengers to scratch that itch. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but that's the news as far as Marvel's okay. Avengers is concerned. What was the, what did you want to ask? Yeah, let me pivot to the other game I had a question. You know, yeah. we're talking we've been talking about these heroes, but I know you were excited for No More Heroes 3, and I'm surprised you haven't mentioned anything about it. Yeah, so I haven't picked that it's out, right? It just released. Yeah, it came out I think a week or two ago. I haven't picked it up yet. I saw some of the reception to it being a bit middling. Mm, middling. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the best way to describe that. There's just so many other games out right now that the receptions to it being middling kind of turned me off on yeah. getting it. Especially since my problem is is that I was excited for it because I played that first one, enjoyed that first one, but I didn't play that second one. And so not only is the reception middling, but it seems like it is really just catered to like the hardcore fans of that series mm -hmm. and that it hasn't done anything new or even like modern per se. And so I think that's kind of why I haven't jumped back into that. There's yeah. also the fact that, you know, when I'm on here talking about the games I've been playing, those are the games that I've put at least a significant amount of time into, enough time that I can talk on them. Or even if I've just started playing it, they've affected me in such a way that I feel like I have to talk about them because I'm excited about it. There are so many other games that I have started and I'm, that I'm playing in the background as well. I mean, I'm still working my way through Neo, The World Ends With You. And yeah. I want to finish that game, but that game is 40 hours long. And that's what's stopping me. Not that I'm not enjoying myself, just that in the back of my head, I know that this game is going to take forever. And so I just don't have the bandwidth for something that is middling and universally yeah. middling. It's different if it was divisive. If yeah. there were people on one end that were super excited about it, speaking super highly, and people on the other end that it just wasn't for them. That's different. That's something that I can jump into and give my time if I'm already excited for it. But when across the board it's just like, eh, that's when I you know, get turned off on it. Now, something that is not meh and something that is very exciting is that Alan Wake Remastered is coming this fall to PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. I don't know if we've talked about, I've talked about it on the podcast before that I'm a big fan of Alan Wake, because I, you know, when we're talking about stuff like Control. Are, did you play that first one? Did you play that? 
second some of, one that like I, I played you know. some of the first Alan Wake. Um, I don't know why I didn't finish it, mm-hmm. but I I think part of it was I think in order to get like the true ending for that game, you had to do all the collectibles and play through it twice or something like that. Um, or like pick up all the canteens or whatever it was that you had to, and I I think that kind of rubbed me the wrong way where I was just like, well, if I don't want to do collect collectibles for the sake of getting the true ending. Um, that was rubbed me the wrong way, but I remember from what I did play of it, the gameplay was a lot of fun, and I think seeing this in 4K, if there is ray tracing, I think that would look amazing, <laughs> um, because this, the game has that spooky atmosphere um, that would lend itself great to you know, just getting touched up. Yeah, I mean, I don't go back and play games. I just don't. I am going to go back and play this game again when it releases. I love the first one so, so much. I the I even played uh, the second one, Alan Wake's American Nightmare, I believe is what it was called. I have been wanting a new Alan Wake for the longest time and was super excited when Control started teasing out Alan Wake being in that same universe. I still haven't gotten through the Control um, next-gen version to the point where I can actually play that all expansion that has the yeah, Alan Wake content. That came out, and then I didn't hear anything about it, and then I was just mm-hmm. like, why is nobody talking about it? it? Everyone was so hyped, and so I'm not sure how it was received. My understanding from... And this is anecdotally, but from people who have played the all expansion, is that it's very good and actually the best of those three expansions or whatever it was. And so, I I still I need to get back to that because I want to play that stuff. But um, Alan Wake Remastered is being published by Epic Games for PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series consoles. This version includes the main game and the DLC episodes, The Signal and The Rider. Um, this is just a remaster as well. I should mention is are they touching anything up or is it just like in terms of like gameplay mechanics or anything, or is it just like I, same game, same game, just enhanced visually. Okay. Um, and in my opinion, that's, yeah, in my opinion, that's enough for this game for the type of game this is. Um, and so I am super, super excited about that. All right, I'm going to let you handle the next bit of news because as much as I love Alan Wake, I am still fresh on the Yakuza Judgment series. So okay. you want to talk about this next bit of news? Yeah. Uh, so a few weeks back, we mentioned how uh, Lost Judgment was something, you know, the sequel to Judgment was a game that Sega was trying to get out on PC, but because of the management for the star uh, Takuya Kimura, his talent agency didn't want the game on PC, so they couldn't really leverage um, they, they couldn't release it because they were afraid of like what people would do with that his assets files or whatnot um, and so um, Lost Judgment's not coming out on PC it's coming out on all the consoles and so it, it kind of put into question where the Judgment series would go next, just because if they can't use their star and PC sales have been great for Sega since they start releasing a lot of their older and some of their newer games on uh, Steam. Uh, so, you know, they're not putting, releasing it on PC is a big cut to the revenue. And so one of the interesting things that came out of the DLC for Lost Judgment is one featuring one of the side characters in the game, 
uh, named Kaito. Uh, so, you know, he, he he's your ex-Yakuza buddy in uh, the game. He helps you out on the investigations. And so being able to play him uh, from his point of view um, in a DLC might just be uh, their way around. Um, not having uh, Kimura as the lead character anymore in the Judgment series. Uh, it's not the first time they've done uh, a new character in uh, the Yakuza franchise either. Like, you know, we had Like a Dragon that brought in, uh, oh god, I forgot his name, the new protagonist. Uh, and even in, I think, Yakuza 5, there's five different protagonists you can play through uh, the game with. Uh, I think it's Yakuza 5 for that one. And so, and each one, uh, according to people, uh, from my understanding, is like, each one of those campaigns with each of the, it feels like a campaign for each of those characters for that full story. Um, and so, you know, I think it's a very interesting take that Sega might be uh, going down. And I'm actually really excited to check this out whenever I stop playing Destiny and beat the original Judgment so I can play this. No, I, I think that this is a very smart move. I mean, we yeah. probably talked about it when this story first broke about the Judgment series being in limbo because of the issues with their management, with the stars management and stuff like that. But yeah, this makes a, a ton of sense. And I like, I haven't played Judgment or Lost Judgment, but I don't think, as long as you take a character that fans seem to like, by all accounts, this side character Kaido is a character that the fans do like, I think you can continue the series on um, with a new character. But We'll see. I think it's super interesting to see what actually happens and to see if moves like this end up resulting in us getting less games with, you know, real peer, real actors, actors. like I, I, likenesses from, from mm-hmm. you know, overseas. Yeah, I, I mean, not to beat the Destiny drum again, but that's something they've run into. It's like you need to get these voice actors back in for multiple languages uh, to yeah. record these lines, like Nathan Fillion, he's acting in TV shows, you know, uh, yep. like you know, easier to kill him off his character off than um, keep then get him back. back in the booth. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. All right, next bit of news: Microsoft's Flight Simulator's next big update enhances the looks of Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Called World Update 6, developers sold off a new trailer during the annual Gamescom's gaming conference. The free update launches on September 7th for Windows PC and Xbox. I don't think this is, and this is me personally, uh, I don't think this is the biggest news. I mean, I understand that it's cool that they're bringing these visual enhancements to kind of, you know, um, make it more realistic. And if you are hardcore into Microsoft Flight Simulator, I think this is a... A, obviously a, a great move because you want that realism. You want that, you know, as close to one-to-one recreation as possible, but also realistically not the biggest news in the world. That being said, I do think that the fact this next bit of news involving Microsoft Flight Simulator is a bigger deal. And that is the Top Gun Maverick expansion for Microsoft Flight Simulator has been delayed along with the film. Yeah, um, uh, and, and this is mostly tied to the movie being pushed back to 2022 mm-hmm. than it is an actual uh, development. Game player. dev, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so, so this, is, this is really interesting because this speaks back to what I was saying about Marvel's Avengers 
and tie-ins and it hurting by not having that tie-in and here is a game that is hurting by having a tie-in right because it had this expansion plan that is now not going to come once so again I, I, yeah I, I no go the, ahead i think the interesting thing here is like there hasn't been too much detail on exactly what this top gun mavericks um expansion will look like because i think they they flashed it at the end of one of their presentations like yeah we have a tie-in with top gun uh yeah. and, and that was it um and so with that being delayed i, I think weirdly enough microsoft's in a all right situation since there seems to be well already six or seven content updates have been uh, have happened for flight simulator um i don't think people are starved for new content but uh you know it does kind of suck that this had to be tied in with the movie release uh jumping from thanksgiving to memorial day weekend and listen i understand when you have a tie-in like this there are yeah. marketing contracts involved and you want that synergy right yeah. uh, that comes with a tie-in and so Tom i do <laughs> i do find it interesting that yeah we don't have a ton of information what the the content is going to involve and if it, is it just new aircrafts that are modeled after the ones is there some sort of I, i'm interested to see what actually comes out of this imagine uh, they dropped like a realistic dogfighting simulator just <laughs> with yeah. this it's like it's like it was yeah. supposed to be top gun but we had all these extra months and uh yeah if you could if you're good at this it's basically the last starfighter now we will recruit you into the <laughs> air force and you can fly a jet uh, yeah no i i'm a, i'm a, you know yeah. i'm excited to see what this turns out to be i also wonder how much how many more times this could possibly get delayed right like this is yeah. one of those movies that it's very much a move where they want theaters full for mm -hmm. a movie like this. And as well, I said earlier, I just don't know when we're going to get back to that point. Shang-Chi was pretty full for me. Um, I think as long as your product is worthwhile, um, people will go and check it out. Um, no, no, actually, Marvel Marvel has a monopoly because people really don't want... There's that fear of missing out. Yeah. And fear of being it's full. also... It's also, you know, that movie made, what was it, like 75 million, something like that, over it, the like, weekend? It, it, yeah. If, it if actually the pandemic, broke the Labor Day weekend record. Yes. If which the was set in the non-COVID year. <laughs> yes. Well, that, it, but if we weren't still fighting the pandemic, that movie yeah. would have made 150 million. That movie yeah. would have made, well, maybe not. That movie would have made 120 million. Yeah. You can't tell me otherwise. Because the word of mouth that movie has been nothing but fantastic. And it is a movie that <laughs> that deserves to be seen in theaters, honestly. That being said, I totally think that if you're not comfortable going to the theaters, you should just wait, right? And so. Yeah. Um, all right, next bit of news, transitioning over from Microsoft to Sony. The PlayStation Showcase with a look into the future of PS5 is announced for September 9th. Sony promises 40 minutes of games releasing this holiday and beyond. I was, a part of me was almost like we should delay it to Thursday. This podcast to Thursday because <laughs> uh, I I wanted to talk about this. But then I was like, eh, I don't want to push it back too much. Um, right. We already, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I really hope we see Final Fantasy 16. And I wonder if we get a look at God of War. Ragnarok. That's the one I'm curious about. I mean, obviously, we're going to get more 
info and pushing of Horizon Forbidden West because that is their next big title that is releasing. We've already seen quite a bit, but you have to imagine they want to keep that game fresh in people's minds. And with the delay coming, they should, they're probably going to show off a little bit more of that. I think this is a super smart move. I talked about this before, how Sony doesn't have anything big and major coming out this fall and they are being, they're going to be kind of lost in the zeitgeist. They're just not going to have a presence really. This helps with that. This takes some of this thing away by saying, look, we've got nothing for you right now, but soon, you know, and then showing off Horizon again, showing off God of War and more than just a little teaser image showing off, you know, Final Fantasy 16 probably, right? Oh god, I can't that's, wait for that yeah. Yeah, that's how you me, like, stay chunk in the conversation. Yeah. What, what Yeah, no. Grand Theft Auto 7. I know I you're really, a Final yeah. Fantasy mark. So anything they show off. <laughs> I I really hope uh I I know uh, Kojima already dropped the uh Dead Stranding director's cut trailer. Um I just really hope they don't spend time on that. Yes, agreed. Don't spend any time on that. Yeah, like unless they're announcing that stranding too, don't. I mean, you listen. They're, we both know they're going to spend time on it, yeah. right? The, I mean, they said they're going to talk about games releasing this holiday and beyond. The games we're excited about are in that and beyond yeah. portion of, it, of the program. Is there anything else that they have? I know Forspoken is one from Square. There's. There's oh well, we still haven't gotten Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Well, that comes out, that comes out in a few days. Is that this week? I thought it was next week. Uh, next week, I think. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. We'll probably get like a unreleased trailer for that or something. Yep. So I imagine they'll show off of that. Um, we will get. Uh, do, you, do you Death Stranding? So, so this says God of War, showing and then we'll get a teaser for the next Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, That's what I think. End with that. They probably end with yeah. that. Like, well, and, actually, and maybe is... not. I, I think here's the thing: is I think we have to kind of dial back our expectations because this is just a mm-hmm. Sony like you know state of play or whatever it is that they they call these, and we do have in a few months the Video Game Awards coming up again. Yeah as Keeley does. And so um, the December tie in. Yes, exactly. And so that's kind of where I think you would get really big announcements like that. I, if I had to guess, I, I want to say that we're getting anything that we're not going to get a big new announcement. And this is probably more of a, Hey, here's more on this and that. And honestly, this doesn't need a big new announcement because we still haven't seen anything from God of war. If but you show 30 seconds of God of war, yeah, this holiday and beyond. Literally everything is and beyond at this point. Yeah. Outside but, but, but of Death Stranding and and That's Kenna. Sony's MO though. Like we saw that in the PS3 and PS4 generation where they literally announced games and then you waited the entire generation to see that game come out. Um and if then, it's not it, broke, it, don't fix it. They're uh, number one. They can continue to do this. Dude, I mean, listen. You wait two to three years. They I don't believe that they are the most gamer, you know, 
they're not the most forget the term gamer it's actually it drives me nuts now consumer they're not the most consumer friendly of the big three they make boneheaded decisions all the time in, in my opinion and it's because they are in a position of power you know that being said our next bit of news <laughs> is yes. the horizon forbidden west drama that occurred oh that my God. where they were charging they were going to charge ten dollars for the next gen upgrade if you bought it on playstation uh for actually no, no no i'm sorry there was a ten dollar difference between the playstation 4 and playstation 5 version and at the time where they announced it there was no upgrade path from the ps4 to the ps5 the only way to get both is if you bought both separately or if you spent more money on the special edition the deluxe edition or the collector's editions and those came with digital codes for both games the ps4 yeah. and ps5 copy uh there was obviously a lot of blowback <laughs> regarding that decision and they have now come out and said uh sony interactive entertainment president and ceo jim ryan announced the change in an update posted sony's playstation blog it's abundantly clear that the offerings we confirmed in our pre-order kickoff miss the mark. No shit. We have an upgrade <laughs> path for PS4 users to get the PS5 versions for free. Here's the thing, though. I want to read his statement really quickly. Last year, we made a commitment to deliver free upgrades for our cross-gen large titles, which included Horizon Forbidden West. While the pandemic's profound impact pushed Forbidden West out of the launch window we have initially envisioned, we will stand by our offer. This is the biggest load of BS I've ever heard. This is him basically saying that prior to them making this change, in their mind, they were like, yeah, we said launch window. Listen, this isn't a launch window anymore. The, the launch window is two years. Have we, we haven't even hit the one year mark. Well, hey, listen, according to them, this is the other part. This is why I wanted to read yeah. this. I also want to confirm today that moving forward, PlayStation first party exclusive cross-gen titles, both digital and physical, will offer a $10 digital upgrade option from PS4 to PS5. The way he words this as will offer <laughs> makes it seem like they're doing us a favor. You know, like, hey, don't worry. In the future, we're going to offer the upgrade path. You know, uh, this will apply to the next God of War and Gran Turismo 7 and any other exclusive cross-gen PS4 and PS5 title published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. This is also hilarious because it was only two years ago where they were talking about how they believe in generations and they weren't going to be releasing cross-gen titles. Uh, it's... I like... Microsoft nailed it, and then Sony just fails to admit that they can, they should fix their approach, but they don't. Like, they're they're charging seventy dollars for their games. Yep. Psychonauts Two was a sixty dollar game last I checked. Um, I think Halo Infinite still a sixty dollar game. Like the Microsoft games are still sixty, so I don't understand this continued need to push the seventy dollar envelope. Hey, listen, Especially when you're in a so position. When you're in a position of power, this is what you can do, you know? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I I do believe that we've been underpaying for games for a long time. I yeah. actually do. I you know, they've only that. gotten bigger. They've only gotten bigger. They haven't gotten more expensive. They've been $60 forever. Yeah. Microsoft's able to do this because of Xbox Game Pass, because they are trying to push subscriptions mm -hmm. as well as selling these titles, you know? And then games like Halo Infinite 
also have ways to spend more money in them, you know? Whereas Sony's portfolio does focus for the most part on first person or on uh, story-driven narrative experience, you know, whether they be third person, yeah. fourth person, and most of the time it's third person, third person narrative-driven experiences that are contained experiences without many ways to, excuse me, spend money outside of it. Even something like Ghost of Tsushima, which released a free multiplayer mode, didn't have microtransactions in it for that multiplayer mode. Their money came from, you know, the uh, expansion they just released. And so part of me does understand why you would charge $70 for new exclusive titles. But these cross-gen titles, it doesn't make any sense and it's a bad look. Especially right. considering, you know, that you had already promised that it would be a free upgrade. And yeah. now because you delete it, you are punishing your consumers. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And good on them for walking it back. Because truth be told, fans of Sony platforms, of the PlayStation, and fans of almost any of the big three. People who consider themselves fan of just one platform. Yeah. It doesn't matter to them. They're going to, they make excuses for it. And even if they are in, up in arms, they're still going to end up buying this game. I, yeah. I don't think they were going to see a dent in sales of this game because of what they did before. It's all optics, right? Yeah. And what bothers them more isn't that people are upset with Sony is that people are upset with PlayStation in comparing it to Microsoft. That's what bothers them more, is the comparison to Microsoft and what Microsoft's doing. And so good on them for walking it back and making this change. It is still, you know, kind of a bummer that these cross-gen uh, ex these cross -gen titles are going to need an upgrade path going forward. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, and like, I think certain games warrant, like, like, it does make sense to pay more or they make their money back in another way. Did you know Call of Duty makes $5 million a day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew that. that yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw that statistic, and it blew my mind. That That's a lot I mean, of money. The, the, the reality is, is these games, <laughs> it's so a lot of these money. games, they, they're making their money off of microtransactions. Transactions, you know? That's why... Like, we, we need to spend... We need to... <laughs> They turn around and they're like, we need to charge $70 for this year's copy. Right. And it's just like, right. but you're making $5 million. Like, I, you're right. You're right on the, uh, on the fact that, like, Horizon, Gran Turismo, for the most part, um, God of War, they're all single-player games. So, you're, you know, might, there might be some, like, DLCs, cosmetic skin or something. Right. But, like, come on, you're not going to get a reoccurring uh, till, uh out of that. Yeah, but you're not like, getting a whale, right? Yeah. There are no whales in those those games. Like there but, are in Call of Duty, the people who are buying every bundle that's released, every skin, every. You put MCU skins in Horizon Forbidden West. I'll buy them. <laughs> I mean, look, I'll, I'll buy them too, but it's yeah. a dumb idea. <laughs> uh, that being said, I may or may not have pre-ordered the collector's edition of this game. Uh, next story. Wait, 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 which one? There's two of them. There's two different elephants. Oh, uh, that's a good question. I, the cheaper one. Okay. No, the more expensive one. 
<laughs> I, I don't remember. I'll have to, I'll have to look, honestly. I, uh, I, I also hate when they do that, when they change the statue up from version to version. Like, it's, it, it's really, it, it really, bo- it's, it, this, it's like really bothers me because Assassin's it's not changed. Creed yeah, it's not changed, it's not changed that much. Yeah. And it really is just a trigger, like the OCD collector in me, who is like, I, uh, I have to choose between these two. And the problem with he- the the thing here is, like I said, it's not changed that much. Uh, I think I went with the cheaper one because I don't think that the more expensive one looks that much better. To justify it. It just looks uh, like a hot on its back. Yeah, but I can't. I don't remember honestly, and I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> All right, uh, next bit of story, next bit of news. Big Brain Academy for Switch. Uh, I have not seen this, so I'll let you handle this. Oh, um, I saw this in passing, but you remember Brain Age on the DS? Yes, it was of like, course. I, I mean, loved it. Uh, we used to have competitions. Like I used to bring it to school and have teachers like try to race me in math. It was it was a good time. Um, so they're coming back with Big Brain Academy, Brain vs. Brain. Which um, is going to release for thirty dollars um, on December third, and it, it has a much more it has a competitive aspect to it. There's like there's multiplayer, uh, there's activities you can race to get the activities done. Uh, I it, it's a party game. It's a party brain teaser game with categories like identify, memorize, analyze, compute, and visualize. Um, and so I I think this is actually something really cool. You could probably play it with all folks across all ages. It, you know, it doesn't take... Like, I remember with Brain Age, it wasn't that demanding in regards to uh, what it was asking, and you just kind of just figure out what you need... To, you know, it's very visual in what it's trying to get across to you. Uh, and so I'm super looking forward to this. I, I, it's been a while since we got uh, something from uh, the Brain Age team. So definitely looking forward to it. All right, sounds good. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, I have like on my phone, I have a couple of puzzle brain teaser type games um, for when I'm bored and stuff like that. So I'm I'm all for it. Sticking with Nintendo, there's a report. It looks like Game Boy games are coming to Switch Online. Uh, this comes from a Eurogamer report that games from the Game Boy and Game Boy Color library are apparently slated to join Nintendo Switch Online. The exact date is unclear, and Nintendo hasn't responded to requests for comment, but this just makes sense, right? Especially considering that the Switch can be a portable, and you don't run into the problem that you would run into with, say, the DS games needing a second screen. And so... I wish it was Game Boy Advance. Uh, truth be told, like Game Boy, Game Boy Color, cool, but some of those games, uh, depending on licensing and stuff, might not be that great uh, in terms of what you can and cannot pull. Like you got the Pokemon games for sure. Um, maybe are there other games? <laughs> I like yeah, like what what did people play on their Game Boy outside of Zelda and Pokemon? Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, obviously, I would, and I, com- I can confirm I got the cheaper version of the collection. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I agree with you. I would love if it was yeah. Game Boy Advance games as well. I mean, oh. I would still love if 
64 games and and GameCube games and all that stuff was there, right? Uh, I understand not being able to pit DS games. I would love if yeah. DS games were on there, but I understand not being able to pit it because you need the two screens. But you could find a way to do DS. I think the real yeah the reality. I mean, sure. I mean, the Switch the, the screen is a touch screen, yeah. right? So there is a way you could figure it out. The reality is that the promise of Nintendo Switch Online has not been fulfilled by the reality of Nintendo Switch Online. I was super excited about the announcement of the classic games library that was coming and that they were even doing this. They don't release games often enough. There's only, you know, out of the entire library, there's what, 130 games maybe uh, between the uh, NES and SNES. Like there's just, there's not enough on there and it's not released with enough frequency. Yeah, like their last update, Claymates from for SNES. Never I think, heard of this game. In my I think life. part. Of, you know what it is. I think part of the problem is, and you mentioned it earlier, talking about licenses. Is these consoles were released during a time where licenses were huge, right? Licensed titles yeah. and licensed games. I, I, thinking back to the games I played as a kid, there a good chunk of them were bad, and a good chunk yeah. of them were licensed titles. You know, because that's what I wanted as a dumb kid. And so maybe that does have something to do with it. And for the most part, they they do try to get the big hitters on there. Yeah. But I mean, titles like there's no like Chrono Trigger is not on there, right? The SNES version. And why like and why isn't it on there? Yeah. See, that's the kind of stuff that I would love because I never actually got around to playing that game. Yeah. Same here. I I tried to play it one time, and as soon as you go to take that first portal. I just spun around endlessly. Uh, if people are knowledgeable about certain shady activities when it comes to video games, they would understand why that happened to me. Uh, and I'm not going to get into any more details because I don't want to so, uh, confess anything here on a podcast <laughs> that may or may so, not have happened. <laughs> The analog pocket uh, uh, got delayed to October 2021, which is next month. I have pre-ordered this. I have it paid down. And, like, this could be that machine for me. And I'm yeah. super excited for it. But, like, this has been delayed so many times. I I, I just want it. I, I just want to. I just, I just hope we don't get to the end of this month. And they're like, hey, we need another six months for this device to come out. Because... I just want it like, and they keep posting these gifs of like what the games look like running on it, and it's so smooth, and it, they look so good. Like if if you haven't go over to Analog's um, Twitter, and just scroll through, the games look incredible. Um, and I can't wait to get my hands on my pocket. Yeah, you're right. You know, it is kind of rough that we have to that you even need an analog pocket because you're not getting it from nintendo itself right like i feel the switch is the perfect handheld yeah like you can do like dude release the snes emulator and just like put the entire like uh, figure out the licensing like i know square would love to make money again off 
their titles. I mean, they have no problem re-releasing uh, all their uh, classic games and then messing it up. Like people just want the original versions. I uh, and yeah and ROM form. And listen, so far they have just yeah. released that stuff in as part of your Nintendo Switch online subscription and not as a paid uh, downloads and stuff like that. But if they did release like a store, a retro store that just re- that you did buy and purchase at a reasonable price. Uh, some of these older games that they worked out deals with the publishers and, and license holders, like I'd be in, I'd be okay with that. Right. You, what yeah. you do is you just say, okay, going forward, Nintendo first party stuff and stuff from select partners will continue to show up in Nintendo switch online. But we also want gamers to be able to relive our vast library in the history of Nintendo. And the only way to make that happen is by doing it this way. And people would be totally okay with that and would be excited about that. You know, I know Sony won't do it, but I wish they put out another handheld and just give it the proper buttons this time. All you know, Nita needed was yeah. L2 and R2. I'll tell you what. Sony needs to have their a proper cloud streaming service. They, okay. they have one. Okay, they PlayStation should... Now is no. They need to have it, it, what it needs to be. It, it needs to be an additive service, the same way that Game yes. Pass is, right? Yeah. And then they release a handheld that has its own dedicated titles, but also does remote play, also does whatever the cloud streaming is. I think that's the ticket. You know, for so the Vita. Like what that. you're saying is everyone yeah. needs a Vita. Yeah. I, I love my Vita, man. The Vita yeah. was great, ahead of its time. It was. Uh, didn't it necessarily have critters. the full backing of support and software that it needed, but it it was the Switch. It was the Switch for Indies before the Switch came out. Like I bought Spelunky, I bought Rogue Legacy, yep. and it had like, like, and and this is the baffling part. It had the. Um, it had that crossover capability where, like, if you bought it on PS4, uh, you also got the Vita version. It had that cross-buy there. And so it's, like, going back to, like, that Horizon story, it's like, what happened, Sony? You <laughs> used to do this. <laughs> yeah, you know what happened is the Vita was released during the PS3 era. Yeah. You know, when they were still sh- struggling Yes. Yeah. And so it's all, you know, position of power, man. When you're at the top, you get to make the rules. They don't love us. Yeah. They, don't they love, love our money. Anymore. They love our money. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the news for this week. Next week is probably going to be a really long podcast considering that we have that PlayStation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, tomorrow. A part of me and is like, so, if he's, if the baby is sleeping, I don't know if you're going or you're home. I, so I have court tomorrow so from so 3 o'clock in, be like, to 4 o'clock. Like he's guilty. <laughs> he's guilty here here here's everything and then be like peace and 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 then join me no the only way we could do it is if we did a reacts to it after like later in the evening all right we'll see if i can i can swing that make that work yeah yeah uh also i I gotta check with the wife before i make yeah exactly that's what i'm saying you keep making these plans (laughs) (laughs) i i mentioned so i actually want to talk about it now now that we're wrapping up the show is that going forward, we are going to be recording on Wednesday nights instead of Tuesday nights. I know we've been bouncing back and forth between those nights and originally it was Tuesdays and we did Wednesdays for a little bit because of, you know, conflicts and and schedules and stuff like that. 
But I think we're going to stick with Wednesday nights going forward. I talked to Blah about this yesterday, and he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, hey, maybe you should run it by your boss first because <laughs> you guys do have. Uh, listen, our new boss doesn't listen to demands. He just <laughs> he does what he wants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I, um, I'm trying to figure out what on earth we're covering for the rest of this month because there's a lot. Like, I'm just going to share this really quick. Like, tomorrow is the Artful Escape, which I know both of us have been looking forward to. Yes, uh, although got, like, I have heard not great things. Really? Yeah. Um, I only saw the Game Informer review, so uh, that seemed pretty What'd they give positive. it? what they give it? Let's look real quick. 8.5? 8, 8. Okay, cool. That makes me more excited. All right. Oh, hold on. Uh, then we got... Life is Strange, True Colors, which seemed to be re reviewed well as well. Yes, that anecdotally title. is supposed to be I, very good. Yep. I know they dropped well, it all at once since it's a $60 title. Yes. I was a bit shocked by that. Um, so mm -hmm. definitely not going to be an immediate pickup, but it's on the interested list for this year. I definitely want to play through it before Listen, the end of the year. If you're going to go through this, we're going to be here forever. The no, only other I, one I, that it, matters it, 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 is WarioWare. Get it together. Uh, those reviews didn't seem... I don't care. Middling. G give me my WarioWare. Tales of Arise. So uh, I'll say this now. I'll be playing through Tales of Arise. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to. That loop is next week. What? Yes. Mm -hmm. Where is the marketing? Where is like the preview pieces? Like why did they drop so early? Like I don't understand. I don't understand. And then we have Kenna on the 21st. We have Pokemon Unite dropping on mobile. Uh, from, I was interested in Diablo 2, but you know what? Activision Blizzard can uh, wait to get my money until they shit, get their shit fixed. <laughs> Lost Judgment. Um, yeah, there's a lot this month. This is an expensive month. And I'm probably going to be playing Destiny 2 through all of it. Um, yeah, we have a lot to play for sure and talk about. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I, I was talking count. to, I was talking to my wife earlier. You mentioned the reason I saw it is because yeah. you mentioned we have a lot to play. So I was talking to my wife earlier and I need to do a better job of sitting down and playing these like single player games and just being like, sorry guys, I, I want, it, it, there are games I want to play, right? Yeah. It's just that I sit down and I see people on and I always just, I feel too guilty and, and I want to hang out with my friends too, yeah. but I need to do a better job of carving out time for me to play new experiences and new games. Cause yeah. I ate, listen, I'm like this in a lot of things in my life, right? Is it's also why I don't beat games or 100% games for the most part. I'm the person who I much prefer six appetizers over an entree. Like I like being able to taste a little bit of everything as long as everything's good, you know? And so and, and I think that with age, I've also realized like when you're young and you get a new game, that is, that is what you throw 200 hours into, even if it's a five hour game, like you yeah. play that thing until you can speed run it. <laughs> um, but when you're older, you're like, oh, my time is limited. If this game's not working for me, that's it. Like to GameStop to trade it in, um, instantly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think a lot of games got delayed this year. A lot of them are coming out now, and they had time to be polished. They yep. had time to bake in the oven, and they're all good. And I 
Yeah, never, they're all good. I, I, I don't think Varying degrees of good, season. but good. We, yeah, we, we, we've never had a season like this where it's just like, I, I don't know how I... I don't need to play everything, but I feel the urge to play everything. Yeah, it's funny. I've heard some talk and seen some talk online about people saying that 2021 was kind of a down year. And I think that is mostly driven by... I think that's mostly driven by Sony not having like a, mm -hmm. a huge you know, uh, mm -hmm. single player title or Nintendo not having a huge, you know, title release, but like Sony had Ratchet and Clank, they had Returnal. Um, we've got Death's Door, we've gotten Psychonauts 2. We've, I mean, this is just recently, you know, this is stuff I can think of recently. There have been so many, cause I want to play the Forgotten City cause that's gotten so much, you know, is great buzz and stuff like that. Mod? It's the one that started as a Skyrim mod. Yeah. Is and that an actual release or is that? It's an actual release. Huh, okay. It's actual standalone release, actual release, actual game. And it's supposed to be very, very good. I mean, there are just so many great games. If I mean, you like, are October looking alone. at Yeah. yeah like if you're looking at twenty twenty one and saying that it's it hasn't been that great of a year for games, I think you're I think you're nuts. I think you're just not paying attention. Yeah, like October got Far Cry six, Metroid Dread, Back for Blood, and that's within the first twelve days. Yeah. Did you got the new Dark Pictures anthology? You got Battlefield, Guardians of the Galaxy, Yep, Age of Empires Four, Mario Party Superstars, Riders Republic, a Fatal. When Brain. is 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 Midnight Suns this year as well? Next year, I believe. Um, next year, okay. I think February or March for next year. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, and then yeah, November. No. God, everything, everything is beautiful. It, it is a great <laughs> time to be a gamer. It is yeah. a terrible time to. Uh, have a child that doesn't let you game, <laughs> but I love him. I love him. And I, uh, yes, I, I'm still learning how to hold a baby and okay. Complaint. One minor complaint for Microsoft. If Phil Spencer, if you're listening out there, I need you to create a dad controller for when I'm holding the baby and the buttons just make no sound. Um, okay. So uh, yes, sure. Call it a dad controller. I call it the, my wife is sleeping in the bed next to me, but I don't fall asleep as quick as she does controller because I need something like that. I, there's so many times, especially with, you know, cloud gaming on my phone, there are so many times where I've wanted to just, you know, hook my controller up to my phone and start mm -hmm. playing something. But the moment I start clicking away at those buttons, she starts tossing and turning and then, then I'm in trouble. I, my wife was doing her master. She's and for whatever reason, she decided to do her homework and studying on the couch next to me as I played through Assassin's Creed Origins. And when you're in combat, you're just clicking those buttons away. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. she's like, the clicking is too loud. I was like, then go study somewhere else. And then she looked at me. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, she's doing the masters. I'm here playing in the Assassin's Creed game. So yeah. I had to change how I played that game to where I just used a bow and arrow whenever she was around because the triggers didn't make any sound. And I became so good at it. Um, that that's how I played like a good majority of the game. <laughs> oh man! All right, all right. I, I think that does wrap it up for us. I know we're, we're just getting on tangents and stuff like that. This is the problem. So this is the one good thing is that you know yeah. that when we're talking about games and stuff like that, it's genuine. That yes, we really do look forward to this time and and it's we are very grateful that you guys came and and spent the time with us, whether you're watching on live stream or listening to the podcast afterwards. As I always say, the biggest way you could uh, help us out is by telling your friends about it. Also, shooting us feedback on you know our social medias and stuff like that. 
you we'd be more than happy to start reading emails or questions and comments on the show if you send them to our socials or send them to the workprints email just so yeah, that we can prepare it. yeah just so we can prepare it ahead of time um so you know while we're we love having you guys here in the chat it is a little difficult to kind of mix that into the podcast at the same time so if you do want to be involved and in, on the show itself then that's the best way to do it yeah. And uh, uh if anybody wants to babysit uh for free <laughs> while uh we do the games cast uh taking applications. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I know. Uh all right, Blanc, why don't you let people know where they can follow you uh, and the site? You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mion and over on Twitch at Night Mystic. Uh I might start streaming a bit more of Destiny. Um I'm having a very good time with it. And it's just like something to jump in, jump out, just chat with people. It's a great podcast game. Xbox wireless headset works great there. Uh, you guys can follow the work print over at the work print on uh, Twitter, the work print, um, search the work print on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. You'll find, uh, you'll find our pages there and uh, the work print.com where um, I think we have Rob, Rob uh, reviewing what we do in the shadows. Um, I think yeah, I think that's what the show is called. Uh, we have uh, I think some coverage going up uh, for some new movies soon. Uh, I know Nicole is talking about uh, covering Dune, and uh, Christian was talking about covering a new zombie show. I think he said for sci-fi. Um, you gotta get all caught up there. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a good time. Uh, we and we're we're not gonna go to New York Comic Con this year because of COVID. Uh, I think none of us are comfortable enough on that, but you know, we'll, we'll still be covering stuff here and there. How about you, Rob? All right. As for me, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. That is on all social medias, on my Twitch page, although I have mostly been streaming on here lately. Uh, I think, what day was it? A few days ago, I, I streamed on here again with my nephews. A little bit of Fortnite, got some quick dubs, and that's more or less how it's gonna be. I think when either of us streams, you know, he's a new dad. I've got two kids, you know, day job, and so make sure that if you do follow the the channel, that you do have notifications on if you want to see when we pop on and play. And I think about Russo. Anything you want to add? Um. No, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, there was a random tangent I was about to go on. Um, apparently, Fox wants to do 24 again and bring back. If they bring back Jack Bauer, I'll be super happy. But yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right. Else. Well, once again, thank you guys so much for watching, listening, subscribing, supporting. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.